People can't get enough of the Stouting Off podcast. Tune in each week as Drew Stoutenberg and his producer, Jordan McMillian, spout off commentary on the everyday. The Stouting Off podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or simply offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. This is episode 122 of the Motor City HDJ podcast, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this one today. I had a chance to talk to my friend Kara Zoomer of Kara Zoomer Baking. You can find her on Facebook, of course. But she was a sales manager before she got back into her passion of baking. And so she came into my life at the right time and connected me with one of the most wonderful venues in the world, which uh, you're definitely going to hear about here during the episode. But I just had to get around the podcast. And so here we are. I get to talk to her today. So. Uh, that is coming up. Don't forget today's episode sponsored by E2i Design. Find them at e2idesign.com or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at E2i Design. Kara Zoomer Baking, the podcast starts right now. I'm so excited. Thank you, yeah. first and foremost. I know we've been working on this forever because like I so procrastinate <laughs> since forever I mean, ago. Same. I'm going to send you, yeah, I'm going to send you questions then I never send them and it's just life happened, but here we are. <laughs> and so let's maximize our time, of course. And you are, by the way, my very first guest of 2021. So I appreciate you for that. I'm so yes. honored. Thank you. Yes. Well, I wouldn't have it any other way because, <laughs> uh, and we'll get into the story here in just a minute about how you came, how we came into each other's lives really. But yeah. uh, first and foremost, because we are 10 months in ish, uh, almost a year into this, um, how has life been for you and your family with quarantine, with COVID? Did you get enough toilet paper, things like that? How, <laughs> how's COVID treating you guys? Well, um, COVID came at a really weird time for us because sure. I was about four-ish months into being a stay-at-home mom. So not a lot wow. changed for me. Yeah. Like I just didn't leave the house like at all instead yeah. of like once a week to go grocery shopping. Um, the only big difference for us that was a struggle at the beginning when everybody was in like full, full lockdown was not getting to see our family. So they didn't get to see my four month old daughter, which was big a little deal. bit of a struggle, um, yeah. which I was probably like the quickest to break the quarantine. Cause I was like, I need some other people in my day-to-day <laughs> -day life. I can't just sit in my house by myself for another three months. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess for us, like my husband and I really like to use his days off of work to get out of the house, do something different, go on an adventure. We have a dog and we're really into like using him as an excuse to get us out and active and this Absolutely. time of the year when there's like nowhere to go already in the winter and then having everything shut down it's a bit right. of a struggle but that's right. the biggest thing that's affected us lately is just like I guess we're gonna eat dinner in the car with a toddler and a dog yeah. that'll be really fun yeah I I know especially and you mentioned something that I know Rosanna and I've talked about before which is um she goes crazy especially right at the beginning of all this, when I was, uh, I would still do events. Um, you know, I had some events in Traverse city when Traverse city was yeah. in phase six and all of us down here were Ugh. in phase three or whatever. Yeah. Anywho, Ugh. uh, we're going to keep it lighthearted. Um, <laughs> right. but, uh, 
she was going crazy because it was just her and Brianna. Right. So she's like, yeah. I need another human. I need like adult, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing for us too. So clearly 2020 was a cluster um, yeah. with the rest of 2020 though. So quarantine and COVID, it sounds like you guys, you know, really made the best of it. And, and, um, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And like we had, you know, I have some close friends that were kind of sure. in our pod, if you will, yeah, that um, were really good about like, I have such wonderful friends. They all come to my house, so I don't have to like, yeah, look like a human and <laughs> get dressed and stuff. So, <laughs> you have really your, nice, you but... have your daytime pajamas and your nighttime yes. pajamas. These are my yes. work pajamas. These are my bedtime pajamas. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, they all were really good about coming over and, and they all want to see Sophia. So that's been really great that, uh, I, I do have some people that we see pretty regularly. And now, um, one of my friends who used to be one of the ones that was over here, like on a weekly basis has right. a son now. So now we kind of switch back and forth, which is great because she gets us out of the house, which is super necessary. So I'm most excited to have you on with me because we met each other in a way that happens regularly for me, but it turned into something much more fruitful. And I will say that because of you and our good friend in crime, Lindsay Dardis, that I was able to find the Frankenmuth Brewery. Now, full disclosure, I had known of the brewery, never played the venue until and yeah. I can't remember specifically if you remember great fill me in uh I I had a I couple know. they booked their event at the Frankenmuth Brewery I think it was just randomly that I was booked there and because of the way the event went I ended up coming back to do several things yeah. and and you referred me but I just I and of course I'm humbled and appreciative of that and um, Lindsay sent me a, a couple for this year that I wasn't able to play one. I am because, uh, and we'll get into the calendars and bookings and all that, but, <laughs> yeah. um, yay, yay, yay. so how did you end up <laughs> to Frankenmuth brewery? Tell me that story. Oh my gosh. It's a weird story. So very long story short. Um, I went to MSU. I moved go green. to Wisconsin with, yeah, go white. There we go. Okay. Um, I, I didn't go there as a freshman, so it's not like this instinct for me. And people say it, and I'm like, ah, go away. That's the thing you're supposed to say. Don't you know the I creed? Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know the Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like blasphemous, <laughs> but I just don't. Yeah. So, um, I after graduation, my now husband and I, we've been together for 13, almost awesome. 14 years now. So we went all through college together. We moved to Wisconsin for four years after we graduated got married over there. And then we moved back home to be closer to family. And when we moved back to Saginaw, neither of us had jobs. Um, Mm. We just moved back kind of blindly. We knew a place that we could rent. Um, And then I got a job in a bakery um, and it just didn't really work out um, Mm. long-term. And then I was kind of like, well, now what? I've been trying to kind of get my baking career moving for a while now because I managed a kitchen in in Wisconsin and I wanted to get back to more cake decorating and and that kind of stuff. And, um, so I took a few months off of work, which I had never done before just to sort of reassess, like, what am I doing with myself? Like, is because Saginaw has some really great bakeries and so do the surrounding areas, but there's only a few and that's it. And they're pretty small. They only have like 
10 to 15 employees at the most. And so there's not a lot of space to get a job and things like that. And um, so I actually applied to the brewery as a, they were looking for an office assistant. Cause I was like, well, I've been in food service for like 14 years now. Let's take a break and try something different. And I'll be yeah. a secretary or a receptionist or an office administrator or something. Right. I'm nice to people and I can answer phone calls and emails and stuff. And I interviewed and the woman that hired me was like, well, I think you'd actually be a better fit as, um, something else more restaurant related with all your background. And I was like, okay, fine. So I got hired in as a host at 27, which was weird because I was working with a lot of like 17 year olds. Bless Um, your heart. And then, (laughs) yeah, it was weird. I was not the mom. I was more of like this weird, they didn't, nobody knew how old I was either. They all thought I was like, good. Well, that's a good mystery. That's a good mystery. It was a nice compliment. They were all like, you're 27. I was like, yeah, you're all children. (laughs) Um, And so then I got moved up into management pretty quickly. I managed in the restaurant for just like a month or two. And then um, management spot and banquets opened up and I had worked in banquets as a server in college. I have a degree in um, hospitality business, food service management. So it's an appropriate job for me. Yes. It's like the first time I'd ever used my degree for what it was for. Awesome. Um, I was like, well, it'd be kind of stupid of me to turn down the opportunity to like make my student loans worth the money. Yeah. Um, So I took that job and they had stopped doing banquets for a while and were basically trying to get them back on track. So I kind of helped them build sort of the structure in banquets, how we book, what the rules are, all that kind of stuff and, and getting banquets moving. And then they hired Lindsay in about six months later and Lindsay is unbelievably good at food service and banquets. Like it's, it was a miracle. Like she, like as soon as she got hired in, she was asking me all these questions about how we book things and how, you know, how we run events. And I was like, I don't know. Right. We're just doing it. And she really helped to get us organized and get us streamlined even more than I had been trying to do. So she was definitely right. Uh, just a such a blessing and and we became best friends for sure immediately i i remember telling you this i for sure remember thinking even as i uh of course names have been changed or even removed to protect the innocent (laughs) i remember the moment that i said this place is a well-oiled machine because normally when i go to a venue uh, there are places I've played. Well, let's just get real. There are places I prefer playing over others. Clearly, I don't mind right. the drive. I mean, it's an hour, I think an hour one, an hour minute from here in Brighton to Frankenmuth from my house. Straight shot to up 23, 75, you know, um, we're good to go. But I, I have venues I prefer playing because of that fact that the yeah. team knows what they're doing. And I think we established that pretty quickly. Unfortunately, it was only like four, maybe five events in the time that you were still there uh, that I was uh, able to play. But I just, man, oh man, I'm so thankful for that. Obviously, it brought it to this, brought us to this point. Um, yeah. Now, well, and we we kind of felt the same way about you. Oh, like, please we, stop. But we keep run going. The show, oh. But seriously, it's the same. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've had some DJs where we're like, just because you have. Yeah. speakers yeah. and can play music on them doesn't, doesn't the mean guy. that right. you should be doing this right. job. Right. But, you know, we run the show as the managers 
but the DJ really runs the show because if yeah. you guys aren't organized, yeah. we can't rely on you. We're having to chase people around. Right. We're having to like interrogate you for all of these. Like, when are we doing this? Who's announcing what? How are we, you know, yeah. it's like, so having an organized DJ and somebody who is also like makes it more fun. Like you can really tell when somebody oh. is good at that job and is meant to do that job rather than just somebody who's playing music. Like, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. So we kind of like, I remember the first time I worked with you, I was like, when's he coming yeah. back? Because this is the first time we had a DJ who like knows let what me, he's doing. She's, let me get my wife. <laughs> let me bring her in here and have you tell her all this wonderful <laughs> stuff. Uh, you know, I appreciate that. I, I, I do, uh, I do know that I felt um, that the, there was that mutual feeling of professionalism, like, man, when you find something good, you know it, you know? So I did feel that. And I appreciate that. And obviously that brought us here and it's unfortunate as much as I, so I am so thrilled that Lindsay continues to send me business. Um, again, I've struck out on a couple. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. See, there you go. You, you take it with you. So unfortunately I've struck out on a few because my calendar got shuffled around. And so 2021 is just this giant puzzle of trying to, um, you know what I mean? To try and fit people in from last year into this year. So moving with that, so you're not there anymore, which is a bummer, but the reason we get to talk today, which is your opportunity. And you really, I think you, you clearly teed the whole thing up because you're talking about, uh, sure all of these questions. <laughs> yes. All of these questions I was going to ask, which you, of course I gave you ahead of time. Um, really? So, I mean, you had a good thing going there, but what lit that fire? What brought that passion back to say, Hey, I want to go back into, into baking where, you know, how did you get back into it? So it was sort of an underlying plan that I've had since I knew I was moving back home because when you're trying to start a business, it really helps if you know people in the area that can recommend you, can get you business, can, Mm -hmm. you know, connect you. And like, I had always kind of planned on starting my baking business from home and then growing it into the point where I have to rent a place because you know, it, you can't, it, it's just so scary to start a business with all of those costs. And I, I knew yeah. that I wasn't going to be able to just do that right off the bat. And I didn't really want to either. I wanted it to be, I wanted to get to the point where I'm so busy. I need a bigger space rather yeah. than getting a big space sure. and then not being able right. to handle it. Sitting so, with empty coolers um, and empty counter space going, well, exactly. here we are. Yeah. 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 And I think it helps to every single job I've had, whether it's been in a bakery or not, has taught me so much about what to do properly or what I don't want to do in a business as far as like one of the big things that I have changed my mind on as far as being a bakery owner is that when I do have a commercial bakery, I don't want a storefront. I don't want to hire a ton of people. I don't blame you. When you start, <laughs> I don't blame business, you at all. You stop doing the fun yeah. stuff. Like I've worked yeah. for more than a, more than one bakery yeah. where the person who started the bakery loves decorating cakes and they don't ever touch a cake anymore. Like I, yeah. that's my passion. So I don't want to start running a bakery and then never get to touch a cake or a cookie again. Like that's, defeats the whole purpose of me doing this yeah so um, your, and your like, passion when you're then the is business owner you don't do the fun stuff right you do all the hard stuff right and so your passion is the actual i mean it sounds like so you're obviously passionate about all of it but uh, am i hearing you say that you're more passionate about one part of it than i mean do you prefer decorating over yeah. the baking process or you know you're yeah. you're good you know yeah. doing that whole thing 
I like baking and I, it helps a lot. The job that I had in, in Milwaukee before we moved back to Michigan was in a bakery, but it was a coffee shop bakery. So it wasn't a cake and cookies bakery. It was Mm -hmm. croissants and muffins and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And that definitely fueled my passion and appreciation for baking and recipe development, Mm -hmm. which is something that I hadn't really gotten exposed to because my education is more restaurant based. So it was like, I remember people being like, well, what are you doing when you graduate? And I was like, I'm going to be a cake baker. And they were like, why? Like, that makes no sense with what you're doing. Um, But, uh, you know, it taught me how to run a business, which is what I needed. So, um, but yeah, I I am, I do have a passion for baking, but I would say more of my passion is decorating. Um, I've been decorating cakes for, I don't know, like 15 or 16 years now. I started um, in high school, my dad and I took Wilton cake decorating classes together at like Michael's. That's awesome. Um, to do it yeah, with dad. Yeah, it was super fun. It was a really, really fun thing for us to do. My dad is an engineer. <laughs> well, um, there, you, you know, know what? There, that that makes complete sense to me that yeah, an engineer would like <laughs> baking because I think there's yes. that feeling of, um, and I obviously uh, stalked your Facebook page to evaluate your product. Oh. Uh, I would see. <laughs> I would definitely understand why an engineer would feel um, satisfied to see the yeah. cookie let's say be iced in a certain way. I think that makes complete sense that he would be, (laughs) he would want to do that. And both of my parents are very artistically minded. So yeah, he used to make us these really fancy birthday cakes and stuff. And he was kind of like, he did the same thing that I feel like a lot of people do where you get into it the hard way. And then you realize that there are ways of doing it easier if you just learn some things. And, um, and I really enjoyed it. And after I graduated high school, I, um, was, kind of floundering on like, you know, you do that freshman thing where you think you've got your whole life figured out and then you take a couple classes and you're like, just yeah, kidding, seven majors anymore. later. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm now an English I major. I to be a French teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so for you with, um, with 2020, I mean, we saw, let's just get real. I mean, I was, um, I was supposed to play four times more of the events than I actually did. Yeah, um, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, but with you and what you're you're doing, uh, what I guess what kind of success did you see last year, if any? I mean, you, you know, you're because you're able to just yeah. do it, drop it off, let it be. But what was right. that? What was last year like for you? It was frustrating. Yeah, of course. Um, the most success that I found was more in my promoted like my holiday stuff. I did Mother's Day cookies and Father's Day cookies where I, you know, these are the things you can buy. Tell me when you want to pick them up. This is how much it's going to cost you. Um, I did do a few small wedding cakes and um, I got more regular business from birthday cakes than anything, I would say, because people were kind of trying to make birthdays more special at home with their family when they couldn't like go out and or have a party or anything. So they kind of tried to dump that all of the excitement into the cake and a couple of other things that they were doing at home. But um, I mean, I had a full booked weekend, the weekend in November that everything got canceled. Wow. I had like hundreds of dollars worth of orders. Jeez. That was going to be like my big weekend. And it got canceled <laughs> like two days before. So yeah, oh, it was starting to build and then it all just got pulled out from under our feet at the last second. So it was frustrating. Um, I definitely did a lot of smaller stuff and now I'm kind of like taking whatever comes to me because people are having to reschedule their entire, you know, they had these dreams of a beautiful big wedding and then it got 
shot down at the last second and now they're kind of like well i guess we'll just have 10 people then you know so i'm trying to make it happen for people if if that's what they need if they need a small six inch cake for 25 dollars, then you know i'll make it as special as i can for them and and try to make make it work for everybody but yeah it was very frustrating i had a couple of big orders that got postponed (sighs) to this year so hopefully those will happen yeah, I feel yeah. you. And I know that feeling of the phone call that's, uh, hey, you know, we pushed it yeah. off, we pushed it off, we pushed it off, we've continued to push mm-hmm. it off and pushing it off. And then finally, you get that call where they're like, well, we're gonna just and I get it. Listen, fam, you know, uh, it mm, this whole thing changing right. so rapidly, we didn't understand it. We yeah. understand it a little bit better now. Now we know people, you know, I just yeah, I'm I feel for everybody, for everybody that's right. Um, I'm I can't imagine having to cancel my wedding at the last second. Like especially the ones I had the the weekend in November I had. I mean, hmm. it was supposed to be like a hundred people. Jeez. You know, this wasn't a twenty person wedding that was like, well, just kidding, don't come right into town today. It you know, people booked hotels. Out of towners, like, I yeah. can't imagine yep. The devastation of of canceling a wedding yeah. like that at the last second must be so stressful. So I mean you're any size it sounds like you've got the capability to do anything what's the biggest order you've ever had to complete oh my gosh so personally for me at home there hasn't been a lot of big orders yet because this year has been terrible for gatherings um i worked at msu bakers when i was there for like a year and a half um and we had an order that was like i think 800 sugar cookies i want to say I mean, I didn't do them by myself. Right, right. Like, we had a team, but, decorated. but no, that I mean, was crazy. To de- Listen, we could we could do 800 sugar cookies in a weekend, but then to decorate and frost and do everything else, that's a different yeah. story here, pal. I mean, that's what it you're doing. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. And then um, we also did this. So, like, that was one of the really fun things about working at MSU Bakers was that they do the baked goods for all the dorms. Oh, nice. All of the events that are put on on campus. Wonderful. Not weddings, like that's a private thing, but you know, like they, if they would do anniversary parties and stuff like that, we did all the baked goods for them. And we did this one, I can't even remember exactly what the celebration was for, but they wanted like a seven foot tall cake. Okay. And so most, the whole cake was styrofoam. So it wasn't a real cake, sure. but it looked like a real cake. And I had to ice a styrofoam round that looked like a cake layer that was I think four feet across. It was insane. I have a picture of me next to it on a table and it's like towering three feet over my head. It's crazy. That's awesome. That was super fun because it was just like this crazy challenge of like, when have you ever had to ice a cake that big before? How do you even do it? Like, it was crazy. It was super fun. That's awesome. I can't imagine. I mean, I've been in, in situations where you go, this is this is so fun. I just, how do I, how do I make this happen without... Uh, with going crazy right? so to have a four foot yeah. styrofoam cake i think yeah i would add that to the list of uh things i've seen in my lifetime it was pretty awesome. be fun so what's your favorite thing to bake of everything you make what is your favorite um, thing my favorite thing to bake is probably biscuits i know that's a weird answer for a cake decorator but i love making buttermilk biscuits yes like they're just and same so Anything that needs cold butter is like really satisfying to me. So biscuits or pie dough or like short, you know, certain short crust type of things, because it's that satisfaction of doing it the right way, because it's not hard to do. But if you haven't had a lot of experience with it, it's easy to do it wrong. Like less is more with mixing. So like it's supposed to kind of look terrible. 
and that's how you did it right yeah. like I used to hate making pie dough and then I learned how to make it properly and now I just love it because it's so satisfying that I know how to do it right you know like it's just like, that is know, one thing we have talked about we were doing a lot of quiches uh oh, you know yeah. just one of those like we have all these pie crusts that we bought with anticipation of having all these people over for the holidays. They didn't come over. So now how do we use all this yeah. pie crust? Uh, <laughs> we make quiches. So I've had a lot of spinach, egg and bacon quiche, quiche in my life. Mm, uh, yeah. Uh, I will say too, cause I'm, well, clearly I enjoy eating. Hopefully you've noticed that by the, uh, um, I, uh, who did I see? It was Alton Brown. I like him a lot. He, um, Oh, I love Alton Brown. Alton I Brown's used to watch show. his show on food network, like obsessively. He, Cause it's like science. Yes. So, and I love think that. we're on the same page with that. We've established that through conversation. I think we understand we're both nerds yeah. in that way. Uh, yeah. he did an episode, um, of good eats with, it was about biscuits specifically about biscuits and then reusing the biscuit dough. But then he revisited because he changed. He completely said, no, 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 don't listen to me how I did it the first time. Yeah. Um, but I was <laughs> intrigued by that because you're absolutely right. Like I'm not a, I, I remember my grandfather used to drink buttermilk straight up would drink buttermilk lived to 80 years old. So I mean, <laughs> buttermilk and bacon, yeah. who knew? Ooh. Uh, but, yeah. um, yeah, man. Oh, but so biscuits, I'm a, I'm a fan. I can do the biscuits. Okay. They're so good. And like, they're really good as, so I've made biscuits and gravy for dinner on many occasions. Oh yeah. The breakfast like for dinner really gig easy, is my favorite. Like satisfying yeah. dinner. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. My husband refuses to eat breakfast. Okay. For Listen, That's like pal. the only exception. <laughs> It's really upsetting for me because I love. I can do it any time of day. Yep, any time of day. It's easy to make, so it's like, what are we gonna have for dinner? I'll just make some, some eggs. eggs. Like it's on. easy, but no, he refuses. Um, I tricked him into eating a quiche one time for dinner. That was like, I just didn't tell him that that's what I was here, making have for some dinner, pie. and then he had to be fine yeah. with it. So it's got yeah. spinach in it. And it's fine, um, it's egg here. pie. It's an egg tart. <laughs> yeah, got a trick. But like it. leftover biscuits with like jam. Yeah, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. all about it. A little that. butter. But yeah. yeah, that's it's so um, good. I just made um, uh, an apple pie for Thanksgiving that, I mean, we had Thanksgiving with like three awesome. people, but um, I I struggle with fruit pies a little bit because the, you know, the liquid and it can, it can be really weird, finicky yeah. and it just don't usually turn out sure. for me because I feel like people just pretend like if you do it the easiest way that it'll just be this beautiful, perfect right. pie and it never, never turns out that way. And it does that thing where when you cut it open, all the liquid just Not a fan. flows nope. out of it. And you're you like, lost well, me. Yeah. I'm you lost failure. me right there. I, yeah. I'm some, mm -mm. But I, uh, I followed a recipe and Deb Perlman, who is um, the woman behind Smitten Kitchen is a lot like Alan Brown, where she is like a perfectionist and is like, this is the way to make this thing. And she does a lot of testing and then she does a lot of revisiting too. And she, updated her apple pie recently and I made it and it was the most perfect <laughs> apple pie I have ever made. I couldn't stop talking about it. I'm so obsessed. I was so proud. I was like taking lots of pictures of it and like, look at this pie. I, I, did it. I, did I have it. to be candid in telling you that I think for me, it doesn't get better than a good pecan pie. Um, mm, I, I, I like a pecan pie because of there's something about the filling if it's done right, mm -hmm. if it's gel just gelatinous, just enough, yeah, um, it's really, really, really good. I love that so much. Yeah. Do you? How do you feel about and the Alton Brown thing of in your kitchen when you bake? How do you feel about this idea that your um, your utensils can serve more than one purpose? 
Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, I hate when I see those, like, it's addicting to look at and to, like, imagine sure. buying all those fancy oh, kitchen gadgets. And then you get it home and you're like, well, I can only use this for one thing, which I don't make all the time. So now it's just taking up real estate in my kitchen and I only use it for this one thing. So I don't want to not have it, but right. it's not worth taking up the right. space. Like I can't stand right. that. So yeah, I'm all about you multitask with anything. your tools and utensils in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. for sure. And like I, I think any good cook or baker can attest. Like you're very particular about spatulas. I'm a spatula guy. I made eggs this morning. Yeah. Uh, if this quarantine has taught me anything, it is that you can pretty much <laughs> learn anything on YouTube. Uh, Gordon right. Ramsay's Majamsies, and I have learned, and even had to tease my mom about this this morning, that I have learned how to make the perfect scrambled egg, I believe, based on Gordon Ramsay's I'm method. Jealous. You don't need milk. I suck at You don't need eggs. milk. You don't need water. All you need is a pan. You put your eggs in the pan with your butter. You don't scramble them until they're in and at a saucepan, so it's not an actual fry pan. Uh -huh. You put your eggs into uh -huh. the saucepan with the butter, and it's 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. You're constantly scrambling. So that way, the proteins break down in the pan. By the time you get to your finished product, you're pretty much pulling it off the heat, letting it sit because you want the bottom of the pan to cook your eggs instead of the heat, right? So you don't... Yeah. And Yes, toward the end, you have to kind of get and scrape a little bit, but I need better spatulas to do that. Mine are okay, yeah. but yeah, um, I'll, um, it makes a big it difference. A difference. Like I, I, so we, my dad and I have this thing, he has this spatula that they've had since, I don't even, they probably had it for it's like 30 years now. I don't even spatula. know how long they've had it for, but it's like a thin bendy plastic yep. one. It's not silicone because yep. silicone is like a recent right. thing with spatulas and we like, we covet them. I found yeah. one in a store in Wisconsin and I, I bought it for him and I was like, I found the spatula. <laughs> like it's a big deal. And like, I haven't found another one since. And I'm really mad that I didn't buy more of them. To, like for me to keep, because I would like one because those silicone spatulas are really yeah. thick. And that's the one that that's the one that I have an older oxo one. That's blue. Right. And, and actually I think I'm going to yeah. entitle this episode of the podcast. I found the spatula. I think we found our hook <laughs> for the name of the episode. That's really the, like when he, when I gave it to him, it was like, I gave him like the most special gift that he's the ever holy been given. Grail like, we were spatulas. all so excited about yeah. it. It's well, it's important yeah. to you, of course, with what you're doing. I mean, um, your biggest challenge other than not, uh, having much to cook for events, uh, as far as baking for yeah. cakes and stuff. I mean, your biggest challenge right now is probably just, um, keeping busy, but, uh, other, other yes. than, other than keeping busy, because we know that's probably your biggest challenge. How have you, I mean, have you had any big surprises in the last few months? Is there anything you can think of that just out of the blue surprised you and, and you were like, Oh, okay, I can do that. Or that's cool. Um, not, so far, I mean, I guess for me, like right now, what I'm looking forward to is I have, it's so far away. I have a huge order in September for a wedding that they want a ton of decorated cookies for favors. But I would say in the last few months, it's been kind of, it's been pretty chill around yeah. here. We haven't had too much going on. I've been testing for Valentine's Day stuff right yeah. now. And uh, I was surprised at how much I forgot how to make macarons properly. <sighs> And I also <laughs> learned, so you'll I hope need like four batches yeah, in a row that were all terrible. I'm, well, those you cannot, my professional opinion, you cannot screw up a Macron for me. Uh, by the way, I did learn it's, there are not 
not everything is called a macaroon because there are macarons. I had to have that conversation. And there are macaroons. I learned that recently. I was 40 years old when I learned that. I'm still 40 (laughs) years old. So good that we got that out of the way. Um, But uh, macarons, specifically with the thinner, oh, come on. What what do you use for the cookie? They're almond flour. Thank you, almond flour. Um, yeah, yeah. So macaroons are usually coconut, correct? Which is a little which yeah, is creature. the bag that I get at Aldi. I love those too. Yes, I kill that little bag that I get at Aldi and go. Oh, why? <laughs> why am I diabetic all of a sudden? I don't understand. Uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you cannot screw up a macaron for me. You give me one of those. I don't care how it looks. It's going to be good as long as it's got. Yeah. All, you know. That's how my husband is. He's kind of like, well, those. Fine. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Is no, it they sweet? don't. They don't look yeah. fine. They're. Uh, <laughs> You're driving they're yourself yeah, crazy. No. I know it. Absolutely. I am. It's hard. Well, and like, I'm trying to make red ones, so you're sure. adding all that extra gel coloring, yeah. which is like messing with yep. the consistency and. So not food coloring. It's like a dialing in thing. You don't use food. Yeah. Like liquid food coloring, or use gel. Food no. Coloring? You. Know, I don't know why liquid food coloring exists. I really, it's ever horrible. since I started decorating it's a dye, cakes, I'm like, what is this for? Yeah. Well, it's liquidy though. So right. it adds liquid. So yeah, any professional baker is using gel food coloring. Yeah. Sometimes actually, um, I know one of the bakeries I worked for was testing out um, a powdered coloring for macarons because that wouldn't mess with your texture as much right. as a gel because it's not adding the liquid, um, which gel coloring isn't, you know, as liquidy as the, the, stuff that you can buy in the grocery store sure. but it's still you know it is changing the the liquid consistency a little bit but yeah it's it's a gel um and it doesn't so it doesn't water down your frosting it doesn't water down you know and you can't use certain colorings for certain things like you would not use gel coloring in chocolate you have to use oil-based colors uh, see this is that you science. Can't add water this is why yeah. this is why i appreciate yep. you i appreciate you <laughs> Because there is a science to it. I mean, obviously, um, just like any recipe, there's certain reasons that you have to do. Um, you know, if you're going to uh, reduce, for instance, you have to do it in a certain order. It has to be sen- done a certain way with a certain temperature and yeah. certain elements at certain times. There is a science to it. And I appreciate that, um, that you approach it that way. Um, I know that it's, it's hard to grow right now. We know that growth is kind of tough. And I know that yeah. for everybody, it's about... Um, man, I wish I just had an extra like 10 grand laying around, you know, with the business. It's, it's, I would love to just go on a shopping spree. You know what I mean? But well, so, okay. So if you had, if you had right now, if I handed you a check for 10,000 bucks, what would Kara Zoomer Baking use that for? What would you do with an extra 10 grand if you had, if you had it laying around, how would you spend it? I would build a commercial bakery, like on my property next to my house so that when I, like, so I could just have a commercial business. Like I don't have to leave my house. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be the ideal. Although I don't know if 10 grand would be enough because I would have to buy, you know, an oven mixers, all that kind of stuff. Um, I would say like smaller term or shorter term, mm-hmm. I would definitely invest in a sheeter for dough so okay. i wasn't having to roll dough with a rolling pin that sounds exciting because <laughs> that would save a lot of time i worked in bakeries that had a shader and i miss them so much um wow. 
And then I could also do some other stuff like pie dough would be easier yeah. with a sheeter. I could even consider doing laminated doughs like danishes or croissants, which yeah. I'm not necessarily planning on wanting to do those anyway, but you know, it'd be more fun to play with basically. Um, a dehydrator would be amazing. I know a lot of professional um, cookie decorators use dehydrators to help their frosting dry easily. Sure. Um, that would also be useful for macarons because you would not have to worry about humidity because um, that's a big, like I stopped making macarons all summer because it was just too humid and it, it, they just weren't going to turn out. So I didn't even try. Yeah. Um, and probably uh, a 3D printer so I could make my own cookie cutters. That's awesome. A 3D printer a for thing. cookie cutters. Yeah. That's, okay. If you look online for cookie cutters now, if you see a lot of like smaller businesses, if you're looking, you know, outside of like Amazon and stuff like that, right. it's a big business. And I'm obsessed. There are a couple of websites I, I use regularly where they give me the dimensions so I know exactly what size it's going to be. Right. And I just would love to be able to do that. No myself. surprises when you're trying to make your Star Wars cookies and they Yoda's head ends up being five feet instead of just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I actually just ran into this problem because the website that I normally use that is very detailed about the sizes of cutters didn't have exactly the shape that I was looking for. Uh -oh. So I bought it from a different website and they didn't give me the height and I got them and they're too big. <gasps> so I can't use them for no, what I wanted. And now I have I guess to go we'll just find have other to eat them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you are very, I, I appreciate you friend because you are very, uh, you have taken this and you have really invested not only your time and energy, but also into learning. I feel like you're constantly, we, we, we constantly have to be learning. I, you know, that's kind of For what sure. we talked about earlier that um, the experience that you and Lindsay had when we first met, um, I am always still learning about what I do. So I had to learn yeah. how Frankenmuth Brewery did things and do and does things. I had to learn right. my relationships with other vendors that I've worked with, but you're constantly learning. How do you, um, you know, I feel like baking and cooking, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like baking and like karate haven't really changed <laughs> much over time. I feel like the process of baking, uh, and again, I could be completely off on this, but I feel like yeah, the way we do I things, with you. right, right. And that's my point is that I don't think the, the way we make things has really changed. I mean, 350 degrees, we know it does this for this. Correct me. Tell me I'm wrong. You're learning every yeah. day. Tell me about new processes you're learning about. So I feel like it's kind of what you were talking about before with Alton Brown and like the a few of the different bakers that I follow pretty closely. Yeah. They come sometimes will come back like a year or two or even more later and be like, that was stupid. This is how you do it right. right. Like I think people are always trying to make it simpler, make it more accessible for people, make it not so intimidating. And I think that's like this whole culture with like the sourdough this year was a big, was a big, I everybody a was baking bread, by the way, everybody was baking yeah. bread. Everybody. I refuse to get a sourdough starter. Going okay. Thank because you. I already have a child to take care of. I don't, you don't need a sourdough starter a sourdough all over starter. the yeah, it's yeah, not, okay. I'm not doing that. Okay. My sister was like, it's so easy. You only have to feed it like three times a day at the beginning. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's not easy. It's like you're talking okay. about sourdough like it's a Tamagotchi or something. Right. <laughs> it, it is. It's a living creature. Um, but honestly, like I've always been a TV watcher. I've been obsessed with watching cooking shows since I was in high school. Awesome. So that never stopped. Um, British Baking Show, the, the Great British Baking yeah. Show is my favorite show of all time. I love okay. it. Okay so much. And so for me, it's not necessarily about learning 
new techniques and new ways of baking things. It's more of new flavor combinations and kind of thinking okay. outside of the box of like, that makes sense. like I had to do that for when I was try- trying to figure out what I'm making for Valentine's products this year. Everybody's going to do chocolate covered strawberries. Everybody. Of course. Everybody's going to do white chocolate and raspberry. Yeah. Like what else? can I make that is more interesting than that, that it's outside of the box, that's still accessible, but that's not like the same thing that you're going to see in every bakery and every candy box, you know, what, what other flavors can we be playing around with? And I, I've gotten a lot of really interesting ideas from the great British baking show. Um, They like, I remember like writing down and saving like ideas from stuff that they've made on there because I'm like, that sounds delicious. And I never would have thought of it on my own. Like that's, that's one of the big things for me that I've felt for such a long time, especially after running a kitchen. Like I don't have all the good ideas. I, that's a lot of pressure to be the only person who can come up with ideas for things. Like I don't want to be the only person responsible for good ideas. So I really enjoy exploring other people's ideas and watching what other people are doing and how they're experimenting with things. And and that's like a really fun process for me to just kind of see other people's creative process. No, that's, that's what I was asking. I appreciate you for, for being so uh, genuine with that because yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm most impressed, especially at a venue. I love seeing what people come up with. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. We are going to see the same thing. Uh, we're going to see the same treats pretty much all the time. You know, uh, folks that maybe hire an entry level baker might, you know, you might have the chocolate cover pretzels rods or what have you. And right. Um, yeah, I think that's awesome, though. I love seeing I love seeing what people come up with. And, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're that kind of person that's trying to be in, uh, in uh, using ingenuity to you know, yeah. come up with something new. Well, and that's for me, that's more of what I am constantly trying to learn right. is um, like, I follow a lot of cookie decorators on Instagram because mm-hmm. I mean, that it's just incredible. What me too, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's this one um, baker in Canada, Megan Warren. She is the owner of downtown dough in Toronto. I can't fathom how her brain works. Like, the stuff she makes is so beautiful and it's so perfect. And like, I strive for that. I strive to be as talented as she is, but also it's not just the decorating itself. It's the composition of, of the way that she decorates things is just incredible to me. The way that she uses fonts and the color combinations and the, the design work that she does. Like I'm, I'm sure she has some sort of, like technical background in like, I don't know, architecture or design or something that is just like beyond my comprehension. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it, well, it goes back to what we were talking about with dad being an engineer. I mean, if you, um, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a certain level of even what, like, like with, with what I do. Uh, yes, there is this musical. I've, I've, I grew up with a musical inclination. I do have a knowledge of and savvy of, of technology Yes, the per- personality precedes me a little bit. You put those things together. <laughs> yeah, you put those things together, and of course, um, you're able to take different abilities you have and then dump them into one thing that you're passionate about. What is as I mean, because we all start from the ground and work our way up. What's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew then when you started doing this? For me, I think it's just to stop taking everything so seriously. Yeah, like. I ran a bakery in Wisconsin. It was a bakery for a coffee roasting company, right? So That's awesome. 
it was a big responsibility. We had 10 cafes that we were baking for at the wow. time. I had a team of like eight to 10 to 12 people. Sure. But I remember even then, like I, I was working like 65 hours a week on a regular basis and it was exhausting. And when we finally kind of got things under control, cause I was learning that job as it was happening. Like I wasn't prepared for the position at the time and they were really patient with me. Um, but I remember on one of my days off, somebody calling me in a panic about something. And I just remember being like, this is not life and death. It's muffins, guys. Come on. Like, let's all just calm down a little bit. You're allowed to be like super invested in your job. And I am. But like, no one's going to die. Right. If we make a mistake here. Okay. Like, let's all just. You're not buying a house. You're not buying a car. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, boy. And so that's kind of the attitude that I have with it now where, you know, I'm, I'm solely responsible for everything that I produce. Nobody's telling me what to do. I'm not answering to anybody but myself. If people don't like it, they won't buy it. And that, so I have to be a little more calm about it. I can't, if I'm putting too much pressure on myself, it get, it also, I'm never going to be creative if, if, if I have that kind of weight sitting on right, top of me. So right. that's kind of like, it, we're like, let's make it fun. Let's make it, it, this isn't supposed to be hard. This is supposed to be a fun thing. Like it's going to be hard work because it's hard work, but it doesn't have to be mentally exhausting as well as. as isn't that wonderful to be in control of your own business and not have to answer to anyone anybody? ever again, if I can yeah, help it. Buddy. Yeah. That was my main goal with yeah. wanting to do a bakery at home too is like I've worked for a lot of people I've worked for a lot of different companies I've seen how people do things I I know my preferences and I have never found somebody that I'm like yeah I can work for you for 30 years like I'm the only person I can work for yeah. for that long yeah well and we've talked about this too like I don't trust anybody else as far as me yeah <clears throat> well yeah I don't trust anybody in the respect that I wouldn't have trusted anybody for the first time playing a venue, for instance, like Frankenmuth Brewery. I wouldn't have trusted to send someone else while I'm trying to establish a relationship for the first time right trust send someone else. What happens if they screw it up? So I don't blame you for just yeah. wanting to do it on your own. I've done it that way for years. It's the reason that I'm a solo act and that I will always be a solo act right. and because you control the quality of your product. You're able to, uh, if you mess something up, you know it. And right. you're able to say, well, this is on me and you don't have to worry about, you know, firing anybody. Really, let's get down to yeah, it. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> I fired people. It is the worst. I am the worst. Aware. I literally, I'm like, aware. I can't. When I had to fire people, I would be like sick for the whole day. Yeah. My, I would have to like hide my hands under the table because yeah. people would see them shaking if yes. I, oh, yeah, oh. it was bad. Are you okay? It was bad. Well, and like, I, I feel like you probably feel this way. Absolutely. I didn't get into this to be an employer. That's right. 100%. I got into this to do the fun thing that 100%. I like to do, right. not to hire other people and watch them have all the fun. I don't, well, I'll tell you. For me, it's a little different. I wouldn't mind having a guy, a kid maybe, who wants to earn a couple extra bucks. Send them ahead of me. Let yeah. them do all Carry the all grunt the work. Stuff. I do the <laughs> yeah. six hours of real work. Yeah. And then leave like a rock star. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah. but there's, I a, mean, that sounds pretty great. But there's a joy to that for me, though. I mean, listen, I, yes, I love the brewery. We talk about it because, of course, that's how we were brought to this spot. Uh, 
right. I realized very quickly it was much more practical to use the back entrance up and down the stairs. Oh boy, I the realized stairs. that because going through the restaurant, down the elevator, all of that jazz, it's more it was more inconvenient to wait for an elevator than it was just to, mm -hmm. to, to get the work done. Part of it for me is that exhaustion, feeling that exhaustion yeah. and going, okay, the gear's in, the car is parked because I was able to get a spot, actually park in the parking lot and get a spot. My gear is got there at 9 a.m. Well, or I was just a <laughs> jerk about it and sat there and did the old, well, yeah, that's flu, you know, there. but my gear is in. <laughs> now I can set up. It looks exactly like it's supposed to. And then I'm able to work with the couple in the ceremony and this, that, and the other. And the night goes off without a hitch and I can tear down. I can load out. I can leave and say, that was my thing. I had a hand in that. That was me. I'm right. the only one responsible for that. You've made it. You've, you've envisioned what the product is supposed to look like. You've literally blood and sweat, maybe more just sweat and tears. If you're bleeding in the kitchen, yeah. that's a problem. And you get the gist of it, right? So you've, you've done this thing and you've produced yours is a little different. You've got a tangible product. Mine is, I mean, I'm yeah. dealing in experiences and really I'm a, I'm a time dealer, right? So I'm dealing in people's yeah. time and they're, um, but with you and what you do with the product that you put out, that's what's important about this. And so I'm so thankful to talk to people like you who actually do care about the whole process. And girl, I don't blame you for wanting to just do the decorating. I mean, I get it. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, if I could hire somebody to do my dishes. Yes. That, that would, be, would be great. Yes. Or Love you just it. do like us guys and soak them and let it be. You've already mentioned a lot of people that you've, uh, uh, looked up to and kind of model yeah. how you do things after. Um, and, and of course we know COVID has really brought a lot of people trying their hand at baking. We talked about the sourdough starters, right? But if you, if you really had to just kind of focus on three people that you feel have been most influential to you in the world of baking, where would you start? What names would you direct me to, to say, look at these people. This is kind of where I get my motivation from. I said before, I watched a lot of TV growing up and uh, Duff was my idol. We went to Baltimore on a vacation and we like drove by the building and I like hung my entire body out of the window like the bakery. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. You can't go inside, but I have pictures. Um, but yeah, like he's a big one that like inspired me. I was like, oh, that's what I want to do with my life yeah. is what he's doing right now. Um, and then I would say like more recently... Like I said, I, I follow a lot of people on Instagram, bakers and decorators of cakes and cookies and everything. And uh, I follow King Arthur Flower on Instagram. Um, okay. I, I've used them at other bakeries before. I love their their products. And Erin uh, McDowell bakes for them, and she's a big pie baker. And like I said, I pie is one of those things that I'm like it's like I love struggling to figure out yeah. how to do it right. Absolutely. So I got her cookbook for her pie cookbook for Christmas, and I'm so excited like she her pies are so beautiful yeah. like she's one of those people that is thinking outside of the box on on how to make and present those things and make them special um so I really like her and then kind of in the same vein sister pie in Detroit is a bakery that I started following on Instagram a while ago that I'm just obsessed with the, the flavor combinations that they have and the stuff that they're doing and like I've worked in smaller bakeries like that and kind of knowing the the hustle that they have to do to to keep themselves going and like I remember going in there it was like a weekday afternoon and it was like this big experience for me like a mecca sort of a thing sure. and I like 
I remember going in and just like having like a normal interaction with people and just like having this sort of like <laughs> the whole time under my un- like inside of me because I was just so happy and I got like Fangirling. a pistachio rose water shortbread and it was so delicious and you know just um I really like the stuff they do and then um the Haley cakes on Instagram she's in Texas sure. she's in Houston her stuff is amazing like she just and she's one of those people that is inspiring because she doesn't take anything seriously. Mm. She and her bakers have so much fun doing the stuff they do. They kind of get into these like modes where like everything is a mermaid or Mm. everything is a unicorn Mm. or, you know, so like, it's really fun to just watch kind of almost what she gets away with sometimes in a good way. Like I'm impressed that she has the guts to do some of the things that she does, because I feel like a lot of people, and especially in a business, you know, you have to be so careful not to offend people. You have to be so careful to make sure that you're making people happy. And she's just like, this is fun. This is what we're doing. Here you go. And I think people really appreciate her for that. That's, that's a big deal. And I'm glad that, um, uh, I'm glad you said that because, uh, yeah, for sure. This, Everything that we do, people like you and me that have chosen to do service-related things, things that involve uh, basically being order takers. You tell me what you need yeah. me to do. I'm going to deliver it at this date and time at this place. Yep. So that's really cool. I'm I'm just so thankful for people like you who really care about uh, what you're doing. And again, I can't gush enough, my friend, about... I'm I truly like I uh, there's a reason that I and and there's a list of folks. It's a very short list on my website of people that I would recommend to anyone because I know that they wouldn't put a client in a position. Uh, they yeah, it, they would definitely do golden rule the whole thing. Right. Do under others. Sure. Do others as you would have them doing to you. So that that list is very short of people because I just. It's it's about quality every single time, every time, no exceptions, no excuses. Yeah. So you gotta be picky with who you're throwing yes, your name in with too, you know. Because the worst thing you can do is refer a friend sometime. If, I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just met with a, a florist on Thursday for this exact reason because she was like, We're always getting questions about who yeah. we can recommend. Who can we send? I want to know people that I'm recommending. I don't just want to recommend a random person that I have no experience working with, you know? So that's absolutely all wonderful stuff. I am thrilled that you've had such a a great success in getting back to it. There is one more thing I want to touch. uh, I want to touch on because I know you and I have an unhealthy obsession for a television show, which ran on NBC for, nine seasons called the office what could it be yes it is the office and uh before i I was just listening to the office ladies podcast like uh, what (laughs) i knew you i knew you would listen to i listen to it religiously it's like my thing every week on wednesday i i I actually had to catch up because we had some other stuff going on i kid you not it is definitely on my uh it's definitely on my, oh, uh, you can't see it there, but you get it. Yeah. It's on my list uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I definitely listen to the office ladies. Um, so much so, and I'm now I'm going to have to describe what I'm showing you right now. I did send you a couple of pictures we'll talk about, but for sure. Oh so my, my wife God. bought this. She saw this at Target. And so she bought <gasps> yeah, me this. I saw that online. I 
Yeah, I was like, she I bought me. It. This is the Office uh, Lego set. It's not really Legos. It's like an off-brand kind of Lego deal. But it's you've an got, off-brand. But you you've know, got Jim and difference. Dwight. You've got Michael. His office. I mean, it's pretty much the front end of so uh, the bullpen of the office. And then I believe this was in the same conversation. But she bought me these. Um, I'm not really into the Funko Pops, but she bought me a Michael Scott Funko Pop. And oh, then he's so perfect, though. he is so perfect. This is my favorite. This is the Jim Halpert Golden Face Funko oh, Pop. Oh my God. I didn't know that existed. <gasps> so I need it. Uh, yes, I apparently am going to need to buy every single one of these. Now, the pictures I sent you, I sent you uh, are amazing. My, oh my so God. I turned forty this year in the midst of a pandemic, and Rosanna, of course, uh, surprised me with, and that video is going to give you a better idea. But the picture this cake is incredible. The picture that I sent Kara <laughs> is I sent her a picture and then it's a video of a Dunder Mifflin cake. We found a local cake maker here in the I want to say it's in Howell and they made the Dunder Mifflin cake. Most of it is fondant, which I ate some of the pieces. I think she has saved. She saved the post-it notes and then the picture applications. On oh, the I'm jealous. The post-its are perfect. Did I stutter? The, did <laughs> I stutter? Yes, because uh, I'll help you find it. Um, yeah, so I, um, yeah, it is your birthday, of course. So I was, I was super, please yeah. add that to your repertoire, something like that. I need um, to. I actually just got a message about um, a weird thing. I do um, cross-stitch. Uh, I sell cross-stitch pieces on Etsy, and I have a Dwight Schrute one that <gasps> says, you can't fire me. I don't work in this van. <laughs> and it has a van. And somebody messaged me uh, about the pattern today. But yeah, I uh, I need to do some office cake because that's one I have. Well, I get in, get in. And uh, yeah, definitely. I think um, even even the, what was the sheet cake that they had for when they did the, um, oh shoot, they did that reward system and they said, all right, so uh, we're going to assign everybody a random number and Jim ends up winning. It's a picture of Jim's face on the sheet cake. I think that would be amazing too. When Remember when they did that reward yeah. system and Dwight was trying to get him fired. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I really like Kelly's birthday cake when they put a chiclet <laughs> in the middle of a cake and it was a Do you TV know how easy? Pillow. I mean, so much. Charge, <laughs> charge triple for it. If people, well, it's a pillow. So I don't know if you know this, but Lindsay threw me a yes, I do the office baby shower. Uh, baby shower. Yeah, yes. And my favorite part was that she printed out life size faces of all the people, and they cut the eyes out. Oh, so uh, we had like math. Be still my heart. And we played a game with them. Was, I still have all of them. Wonderful. Well, rapid fire. Yeah. Let's hit on some office uh, things that I must know about you. What is your favorite? That's what she said. Moment. Probably it squeaks when you bang it. Um, my husband and I were discussing this last night and he also really loves, cause he was like, is it red and swollen? And I was like, what are you talking about? The, when they go to the doctor for Dwight's confession and it's not so much that that's what she said. It's the face that yes. that doctor makes when he's yes. laughing. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So good. My favorite so is, um, I want to say it's season two maybe, or it's right when Jan comes with the HR folks and the attorney and that's my other favorite one that Jim is egging say. him on he goes well you always yes. look me satisfied that's what she said you know the whole thing uh who's your favorite office character I'm pretty sure it's Pam I yeah. love Pam yeah well and I disclaimer seasons one through four are my favorite 
They like, fell I will watch it all that. the way through. They fell off after But that. I will stop. So my husband and I have this argument when we watch it because I want to stop at the end of season four. And he's like, but the wedding. So then we watch season mm-hmm. five and then we end up watching the whole thing. But like early Pam, especially, or like Michael Scott Paper Company Pam, I love too. Um, I also think I love her because she reminds me so much of one of my best friends. Like when she says things, I just I hear Katie. Like my husband and I both do that where <laughs> Pam will say something and we're like, Katie. <laughs> like it sounds exactly like how she would say it. It's especially like the little kind of not the snide remarks because she's not snide, but like when Michael does something crazy and she's like, "Please don't throw things at me." <laughs> like that's I just hear Katie. Every especially time, so what I was it her. the other day? It was so funny because I learned I listened to their podcast and then the episode came on. It was the I haven't uh, finished the, the most recent one yet. Season season four yeah it's like season four yeah we're in season four where which is my favorite season meredith he hits meredith with the car and so i was able the reason i was able to be there so quickly is because i was in the car that hit her and i think it's amazing because pam looks at him and because it's silent right it's that moment she goes oh my god (laughs) i know i can hear her saying oh my god my favorite character um i mean yeah jim is is the man i actually think creed I love Jim. I, I like Jim, but I like Creed. My husband's favorite is Creed. I he like Creed, Creed because he's so funny. he has a backstory that I don't think you want to go down that road. Yes. Uh, especially when during uh, the murder mystery, when <laughs> there's been a murder and he goes, oh, you're just in <laughs> time. And Creed's like, uh, boss, I got to go take some cars. He just takes off. And he's out of there. Yes. He hops in that. He hops in that car and gets out of there. Who did you? Um, who was your least favorite character on the show? Who did oh, you just not stand? I feel very strongly about this. Yeah. I do not like Charles. Oh, I hated Charles Minor. I did. Because Charles hates Jim. You can't hate Jim. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Especially tuxedo. It's not okay. Especially tuxedo. <laughs> I know. So it's that's why well, I don't like watching season five. It's painful. I know. It's painful. And I will say that I actually really didn't like the Will Ferrell arc at all. I just did right. not like D'Angelo Vickers. Um, who do you relate to the most? I know you said Pam was your favorite, but who do you relate to on the show the most? I feel like, okay, so I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I don't know that I've ever related to Stanley more than when I was seven months pregnant and working, because I was just like, I'm going to sit my fat butt down and watch all of you work. I'll be over here eating if you need anything. I'm not paying attention in meetings because I'm almost done working. Of course. I might take a nap on my desk later. Yeah. You know. I... Yeah, I I would feel I would feel like that sometimes. I think for me, and I know you're going to probably have to agree with this. I think I relate most to Andy Bernard. Uh, You for sure do. You for sure do. Except for the propensity to be a loser, like Andy kind of gave up toward the end there. Finally, last one. Your top three favorite episodes ever. If you want to rank them, you can. I won't rank them all, but I can tell you my number one favorite episode is and always has been Goodbye Toby. Oh, Goodbye Toby. No, Goodbye Goodbye, Toby. Toby. I don't know. I just love that episode. And then like Jim is going to propose and then Andy wrecks it. And I just, uh, there's just so much going on in that episode. Um, I also love Fun Run. Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) And and I also love Beach Day. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. Mine would be in no particular order. Um, Michael says goodbye. The, the airport thing. Um, yes. When Pam goes and finally, so his last, last episode, the Michael Scott paper company episode, when they sell the company back to Dunder Mifflin 
and That's he does the episode. legendary. That was on my list of. Tops. Our balls are in your court uh, line, of course. The <laughs> other one, uh, the moment where Charles comes back out and tries to talk to the bullpen, and Michael's like, "Nope." And then oh, you're like, "I yes. love it," but it makes me so like. Oh yeah, it's a cringy moment. And then, of course, it. I already mentioned murder mystery, which for me showed <laughs> it showed um, a crazy side of how Michael. Um, he doesn't do conflict well, but when he does focus, it, it's that conversation he has with Jim where he says, just let me have this one freaking thing where I can just, you know, just let me have this. We don't know. Just let me, yeah. you know, let me rally the troops. And then there's going to be a murder in a Savannah. And that, yeah, I, I just, I do declare. You don't have to say I declare every time you say something, Michael, we know you're declaring. Thank you so much. For letting me do this with you. Thank you for chatting with me about what you're doing. I'm Thank so you happy. For inviting me. Of course, absolutely. Um, people can find you on your Facebook page, right? Kara Zoomer Baking yes. on Facebook. Uh, is there any yes. other, I mean, your social medias, anything else you can tell us about where to find you? Pretty much just Facebook. Facebook I do have now. an Instagram page, cool. but I don't really post my baking stuff on it. Got it's it. more cross-stitch stuff and then if my stories i'm usually posting pictures of my daughter so if you want to well absolutely we do kara zoomer everybody thank you so much for joining me friend thank you it was wonderful i'm so glad we finally got a chance to chat 